0: Hello and welcome, you're listening to episode 63 of GameSpot After Dark. On this week's episode, we talk about the Mass Effect Remastered Rumors and the new Oculus Quest 2. Hello and welcome to episode 63 of GameSpot After Dark, GameSpot's official video game podcast. I'm your host, Jake Decker, and joining me this week is Lucy James. Hello. Tamar Hussein. Hi. And Callie Plagie. Hello. How's
1: everyone doing? Good. Um, when you said 63, I had a nice little flashback to being at home in Newcastle, because the two buses I could get into town were the 63 and the 36, which is very pleasing for me, numerically. That's nice.
0: I thought you were gonna say you had a flashback of being in the office doing this podcast in person.
1: No, I'm just thinking about buses in Newcastle, my friend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, this week we are going to go over what we've been playing and then we're going to move on to topics. We only have one topic this week, but it's something that we're all very passionate about. So we'll talk about that and then we'll wrap this show up with listener questions. But before we do any of that, there's one thing I want to shout out GameSpot's extra life stream. GameSpot staff will be doing our annual 72 hour stream of Palooza starting November 20th at 12 p.m. Pacific. I'm reading off what Jean-Luc wrote because I will mess up otherwise. I might mess up while I'm reading it. We'll see. We'll be streaming with various members of the GameSpot staff and friends to help raise money for UCSF, UCSF Benioff Children's Hospital. You can check out our Extra Life page at tiny.cc slash gsextralife2020. We'll be updating.
1: Tiny.cc? Yeah, I don't know. CC's
2: in you new one, yeah, yeah. Let's just
0: click that to make sure. Make sure it's good. Make sure Jean-Luc didn't give us uh, the wrong thing here.
2: Tiny Yeah, that is right. Tiny. What's it What did it used to be? Tinyurl.com. Tinyurl. Yeah.
0: Com. Oh yeah, Tinyurl. The slash com
1: extra
0: But that's not all. This year we want to get the community more involved. If you're interested in streaming yourself under the banner of Team GameSpot, you can join by visiting gsextralife team. Just I will put this in the description of the podcast if, if, if <laughs> you're interested. CC. Yeah, tiny CCG Extra Life team. You can stream anytime you want during the month of November. We'll be coordinating community streams in the Discord, so make sure to join if you haven't already. We look forward to making this Extra Life our best one yet with the help of all you wonderful folks. So mark your calendars. Extra life is always a really fun time. It will undoubtedly be interesting this year because we're all in different parts of the city and state and whatnot so that'll be
3: fun i don't
1: even know how we're gonna do we have a plan we have a meeting a planning meeting on friday
3: to figure it out the yeah. nice thing is if there's any gross food things that happen i can just turn my my shit off and then i don't have to totally leave the stream like <laughs> i've had to before
2: i am unshaveable <laughs> no, no, no no
3: we're coming over there oh yeah we have God. a new we have new waxing kits they're much nicer yeah. Oh Much less painful. Yeah, no bleeding, I think. The pain
0: is part of it, right? That's what the people yeah, so. pay for.
2: Very I mean,
3: painful. As of, of all, blood. As
2: with <laughs> all years, if people pay for it, then I'll find a way, but you know.
1: Is your leg grown back? Your leg. Your leg <laughs> hair grown
0: back. Oh, yeah.
3: Back in action. Oh, please note that he lifted up his leg. He's wearing nice shorts.
0: Thank you. Appreciate it.
3: Good job. Our poor
0: audio listeners won't see that. Uh, Our only listeners won't see that, actually. I missed my one
2: chance to get on
0: the the foot website. On (laughs) WikiFate. Next time. Next time. time. But anyway, let's start with what we've been playing. Callie, do you want to take this first?
3: Um, Yeah. Basically, I've been just kind of playing a bunch of random stuff right now. Um, I've been playing a lot of Siege. I'm, Mm -hmm. you know... I really, I don't actually try. I mean, I try, but I, I, I really just want to have a nice time. And then I, I played Among Us with some of my high school friends, and they're all a lot smarter than me. They all have master's degrees, and I just couldn't keep up. They were on some big brain shit. Like, I don't know what was happening.
1: Like, what do you mean big brain shit?
3: Well, like, For me, big
1: brain <laughs> shit in, in Among Us is using the vents. <laughs> that's as big brain as I can get.
3: Like they were just like, like one of my friends kept nominating herself as the imposter. And I was like, what are you like? Like, are you trying, this is the psyop? Like, what is this? And she's always been like this. Like in high school, it was like two of their like best friends. They always have been two friends of mine. And they're always like, they're up to something and I'm not smart enough to um, figure it out. And um the first time I was the imposter they were like, Callie, where were you? And I was like, I was I went to admin and then I and then I went to electrical and then they were like I was in an electrical and I was like, Oh I <laughs> and they were like, Okay, <laughs> it's you um, and I was like, I don't like being the imposter. And I hadn't killed anyone. They just called a meeting. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, what the hell? And then, but then I am not strong enough in my, like, like there was one point where I thought my friend had killed someone. I was like 100% sure it was her, and it absolutely wasn't. So I was like, cool, I'm <laughs> gaslighting myself now. Another time, I was doing the asteroid mini game, and then the, gu- the guy who was the imposter was like, Oh no! I was doing the asteroid mini game, and instead of being like, "No, you weren't," I was there. I was like, "Oh, maybe I didn't see you. Like, I'm just a stupid baby. I'm so bad at it." Um, but I had, I had fun. So, you know, it's been, it's been an exciting time in the house lately. All I, I still, n- playing Among I Us. still need
0: to get around to playing Among Us. It's The it's hot so game. Good. All the kids are talking about it. It's just it's like on, Fortnite. I'm like, I don't. It's on iPhone for free. So yeah,
3: that's what I it's heard. Got- but I
0: can't get myself to play a game on my iPhone.:
3: <laughs> we, Lucy and I played on phones with mm-hmm. like during our girls' night thing that we do, and that was very cute because it was also like half of us explaining to the other half of the group how to play. Mm-hmm. And, but we, the metagame was really just, could we come up with the most audacious name possible?: Quite surprisingly strong uh, name filters
1: um but we worked around those <laughs> i tried to name myself shagatha
3: christie <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was the it other didn't, one? that didn't work you, you hadn't an, uh, another one that didn't work i had another one that, so shagatha christie was too long obviously so i was going to settle for shagatha it didn't accept shag um, i remember what the other one was what was
1: it <laughs> stevie nips oh stevie nips yeah <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: and
2: that didn't work either uh, did yeah. you say did you say stevie nips or Steamy Nips. Stevie. Stevie Nips is great. I like um,
3: that. I, yes. I did. I named my Baldur's Gate character Sylvia Wrath. So th- those are my three roller derby names, basically. Oh, if shit. I were to do roller derby, it'd be one of those three. Um, the name filters on Among Us, though, just did not allow for that. So I settled on Sham Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we just, you know, we had, had credit card. Credit card. Um, we had some ones we won't say. Here that did make it through the filter.
2: Sam, Sam.
3: <laughs> well, he we had big hole. Okay. <laughs> I managed to get away with hot lips.
1: Okay, that's
2: good.
3: Um, I can't remember. The ones I can't here. remember. Those were oh, uh, mummy. Oh, just oh, mummy. Oh, I was mommy for a little while. Yeah. Mommy. Those are the greatest is hits.
0: bringing back like Jackbox yeah. memories of mm. people yeah. just making absurd names and yeah. you know people making. Borderline offensive names while we're streaming for the kids during extra life. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Has anyone because, tried naming themselves Imposter? <gasps> No, That's but the like, big brain play. Yeah, mm. that's the big, that's galaxy but, brain play.
1: So when we played, and I've never played it before where everyone doesn't use their real name. And it reminded me the first time I ever played, I was playing with Tam and a bunch of our friends. And we were playing with two Andys and they both picked the two different green shades <laughs> And so one of them was the imposter, and I remember walking past one of them on the way to a kill, and I was like, "I know it was an Andy, and I know he was green, but I don't remember which green or which Andy." <laughs> and <I> was like, <laughs> so that's okay. that's a big brain way of getting around that. That's is the so,
0: galaxy brain play. So sure. when when you guys play, do you are you on Discord or Zoom or something like that, or do you hmm. try to leave that? Because I know that that kind of seems unfair, or maybe not unfair, well, but like not the best, not the ideal way to play.
3: When I was playing last night, we just did, like, on Discord, talking only during meetings or, like, between rounds. And then, like, when the, the shush icon comes up at the beginning of the game, like, people just opted not to talk. And then we kind of started talking just about, like, random shit. One of them was, like, shush. And we were, like, oh, sorry. We were just talking about, like, anime. But I guess we're, I guess, yeah, we probably shouldn't speak. But the first time I played with you, Jake, I was like not prepared at all. And when I died, I gasped. So I had to <laughs> mute myself. And when when Lucy and I played, we all muted ourselves because I knew mm-hmm. I we were like talking about not doing it. And our friend Kristen turned to our other friend and was like, I know for a fact you won't be able to not talk. You're <laughs> going to make a noise. You need to mute yourself. <laughs>
1: Um, when we played last week we played with like a big group I was on kind of funny stream so we were all in discord together all muted Um, but if you you were also deafened so we have it like where you if you play and you're you get killed in the game you're not allowed to speak but we set it up so if everyone else is deafened the ghosts can just have like a little chat which is quite nice and most of it was just basically oh my god did Andy get you or like whoever but it's a, another way around doing it, but that's a that is a fun game.
0: My strategy would be just to not talk, whether I'm in or not. It I just wouldn't talk.
1: That's on brand. Yeah.
0: I, I that's good. That's I played Project Winter, which is a similar idea with Matt Paget, but we played with Randos. It was me and him in a Discord channel, which broke the game because there's proximity chat. So we were able to communicate on the other side of the map, which was messed up. Hopefully the people we played with aren't listening now. But my strategy was not to say a goddamn word. Even if someone said anything to me, I would just freeze. And I was like, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm not even the imposter, but I'm not gonna, not going to give this away. But yeah, Project Winner's pretty cool too, but it doesn't have that I don't know, like ease of ease of use as uh, among us it sounds like. Like it it takes a little bit more getting used to. But anyway, with that, Lucy, what have you been up to?
1: Uh so I still going on with Persona 5 Royal in the background. Um but I've been playing Paradise Killer oh, on Nintendo that. Switch. Oh, it's so your shit. Is it, you should play. It. Is it good You'd on love Switch? It. Like it is like it took me a little bit to figure out what um, speed setting was good for me because when I first booted it up, it did make me feel sick, but I figured it out and now I'm now I'm doing good. Uh, the gist of it is, it's a Phoenix Wright s game. Like you are an investigator called Lady Loved Di- Lady Love Dies, which is a fantastic Ooh. name. Um, and you've basically been in exile for three million days, I think it is, um, and. You come back down to the world. You're summoned back to the world because someone has killed all of the syndicate, who are like this high council. Um, but the world is so wacky in that, like, it's run by all these people, and the world gets like built and then destroyed, and then they make a new version, like, and they're aiming to get this perfect version of the world. And then, uh, so all the characters, you know, there's a there's a sexy ex-fighter who's now a kind of idol who has massive tits and a goat for a head. Okay, cosplay goals. Cosplay goals. Uh, She's called like Crimson. (laughs) And then there's, you know, all these other people. There's like an architect to talk to. There's old friends of yours. There's the judge who's actually voiced by uh, our friend Alicia Judge. Oh, I love Alicia. She's in it. Uh, She's, I think, the first character you talk to in the game. And it's so nice just hearing her voice. Um... But then, yeah, you go around, you talk to everyone. There's a little bit of relationship building where you can chat with people. And, like, one character has a dog, for example, so you can just, like, pet the dog and talk to them. You have this cool – there's a lot to take in. So you have this really good supercomputer-type thing that um, just kind of clues you in on the world and keeps track of all your all the alibis, It um, like, labels for you, what's an alibi breaker, you know, you can go – but apparently, so I, I didn't do this, but you can just, like, start the game and go straight and do the trial and find out who the murderer is. Um, and I assume you just, like, bluff your way through it. Or you can, you know, spend however much time you want talking to everyone. Um, some parts of the island are locked off to you, unless you collect enough blood crystals. Although, also, there's a big thing about demonology in it, because there are demons on the island, and there's one called Shinji, who just Mikami? kind of...
3: The one I mean, that gets in the no. robot? I mean, it's no, he,
1: called Shinji. He's like this little blue menace. And he, um, <laughs> love that. Little blue menace. And he's <laughs> just around and just chats to you. Chats shit to you, basically. It's not helpful at all. Um, <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's a really cool game. I'm really enjoying just kind of like doing it in little bits, like 20 minutes here and there. Um, but the, the murder mystery itself is really interesting. And there's a couple of other miscellaneous things to kind of unlock and get the full picture of what happened on the island. Um, It's on Switch and PC. It's very good.
0: It kind of makes me think of, in a very strange way, it kind of makes me think of Disco Elysium. Just having heard you talk about it. Yeah. Like I'm sure the, the humor is very different between the two, but having. It's not
1: as clever as Disco Elysium. I'll say that. It's hard to do. I don't think anything is. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It reminds me a lot of the world or at least the core tenets of the world remind me a bit of altered carbon a bit in that it's like this elite mega rich who can't die and they're completely shook when someone does manage to kill one of them and they're all just covering and hiding for each other and it's it's really cool. Like and the music is fantastic and I only just remember that it's now on Spotify, so it's very good soundtrack.
0: Tamor, how about you? Uh, I have
2: uh, been playing a little game called Tetris Effect, which I downloaded recently again. Um, A very good game from two years ago. We were playing um, uh, another game I'll talk about in a bit. And uh, I was playing with Peter, former uh, managing editor, Peter Brown of GameSpot. And we were talking about Tetris Effect. And he was like, that should have been Game of the Year. And I was like, what was Game of the Year that year? And we went back. And firstly, that was two years ago. And it was was Red Red Dead Dead. Redemption. Mm. Yeah, it was Red Dead Redemption. Um, And yeah, I was like a weird time portal back to it. And so I've been playing that. And it's just a very chill game that I'm enjoying a lot of. Um, I don't know why I got into it again. I think I just wanted something to switch my brain off and just play when I want to just kill some time. Um, And it's also one of the few games that I feel like I can play while also doing like on my exercise bike. Because I don't have to focus too hard and I can almost do it with just like a D-pad and like easy peasy Mm -hmm. Um, and also like the the music is good on it. Um, So been kind of just vibing out with that, enjoying that. Um, Obviously Tetris Effect coming to Xbox Series X and one and that kind of stuff, I think for um, soon with like new features and stuff. So I'm excited to check that out again. Um, beyond that, I've been playing Rainbow Six Siege. Slowly getting into that game, um, playing with like Kelly and Jake and Matt Paget and Peter Brown, and sometimes Chris Pereira jumps in as well. So we have a, a good group going there playing that game. Um, it's fun. Like I, I'm getting big Counter Strike vibes from it again. I'm slowly like the muscles for playing that game in that way, um, that style of game are starting to warm up again. Yesterday, for example, I had a pretty good session where I was like nailing like pixel perfect headshots a bit more and It
3: was like we started the first time I played with you you were like I'm not very good and Peter was like I'm no good at all either and I was like none of us are good except Matt who was on like Jake's mm. also good but Jake wasn't playing and yeah. and then you were you proceeded to be extremely good and I was like okay <laughs> I'm actually not good though
0: Well Peter's got it's the crouch like- tactic
2: yeah, Peter. Peter's, Peter's <laughs> like got some. Peter does some sneaky shit that I'm yeah. like well, well into. Like he'll he'll do some really like tricky like uh, positioning enemies in the way he needs them to. But he'll do also do stuff, basic stuff like I'm just gonna like fully prone so they can't see me, and then wait around the corner and they'll come running by, and he'll just be like, <laughs> too <laughs> much. He's
1: that. he, that's a man who's played a lot of Mav- Mav- yeah, Solid, isn't exactly,
2: it? yeah. <laughs> but like, I'm starting to understand the maps a bit more. I think that game is a lot of fun. I think that it's got some of the worst character designs I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> everyone, those and mother effers, looks exactly the same. Like, I'm just like, oh, God, it's the same character eight times on this screen. And, like, the silhouettes are all the same. Like, everyone's wearing a helmet and goggles or, like, and then, like, sometimes the map will pick, like, a ridiculous skin. And I'm like, that's just on oh, the other end of no. the spectrum. You, it's Do- not sometimes.
3: Or. Every time Matt will yeah, pick a ridiculous time. skin. Yeah. He's,
0: I, like, <laughs> I will say the operators have gotten more interesting in terms of design. That's not saying a lot because they're still very much like, I'm a military... Man or woman with a vest and a gun strapped to me and grenades. But at least they figured out pretty early on that they should probably show the operator's face. So people can at least connect with them as opposed to like the first 20 operators were all just wearing gas masks. Yeah, that's the problem I have. Like, I don't care about
2: any of these characters. And that's the one thing that it really makes me appreciate how much effort goes into the Overwatch character designs. Just because like I can I can look at maybe like a single pixel of of a character from Overwatch, and I can tell you which character that is. That's a video you we're f- gonna do that tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, if you if you gave me like full shot of each of the Siege characters, I probably could not tell you their names, like without a <laughs> doubt. And I th- I feel like that's an issue as well. Like, and even like at a distance, I can't identify any of the characters yet until I, they do something.
1: Yeah, I they, have do. That they do too? things. Do they do things that are distinct enough?
2: Yeah. They th- all, yes. They all have their own abilities, like your yeah. hair, like that. You know that. I don't know, whatever lad, like, just throws or, like, puts that fuse. thing on a wall and it just pumps loads of thing, grenades through into fuse. a room. Oh, yes, yeah. fuse. And that's when I know, like, that lad with lots of grenades is coming. And, like, that's what I'll say, like, something like that. I
3: like, I like to, so there's a couple of characters that look like people we know. There's one that looks like Aaron Sampson. Um, yeah, yeah, on the video team. There's one that looks like Dave Jewett in the UK. There's, There's wait, two. Wait, There's me, me two that looks names. like
0: Dave. J- capital. Dave Jewett. No, it's not uh, capital. It's uh, So Maestro. Maestro. Like Maestro looked like Dave Jewett when his hair was longer, but then the elite skin of Bandit. Has like shorter hair and a beard, yeah. and that that also looks like Dave. Jer- we
2: Dave, we did like a, a similar side by side image when they revealed Maestro, where Dave was in the exact Posing, same pose, like- and we tweeted it. Oh, we it, did! It, yeah. Yeah. I, I
3: I've <laughs> just seen the picture. I've, I've absolutely seen the. And yeah, then yeah. Uh, the final one that's my favorite is um, I think it's Castle who looks like if Gadge got buff. <laughs> oh, yeah, Gadge used to work. He's on our team. He works at Google now. He's just lovely. He's just wonderful lovely and but we're always like oh my god buff gadge is coming
2: <laughs> yeah um yeah there's yeah. it's just so many of those characters are completely indistinct also at the start of every round, every round everyone is screaming constantly and it just drives <laughs> oh, me mad it's like every yeah. little thing oh i'm here i'm deploying a grass trap fortifications. <laughs> i'm just like why? why no, are you yeah, shouting my, like my you're baby supposed baby, to, you to be mounted
1: yeah i thought you meant like the actual people playing and not the characters no themselves. and like
2: at the same time, like someone is like destroying a wooden wall, another person's putting up like a metal frame, and it just sounds like hell on earth. It's, I for, love like, it. The first I five love minutes. it
3: because I always play Rook, and Rook is the one who goes reinforced wall, like oh, in the background, yeah. and then. Um, yeah. And like yeah, you are putting up those metal things all the time. But one thing I do want to say about the characters being very hard to distinguish is that you do get to come up with fun nicknames for them. So I enjoy yeah. that. I'm always like, oh, shorts man. Which one is shorts <laughs> man Jake?
0: Lesion, <laughs> Lesion <yeah. laughs>
3: Jake and Jake knows exactly what I mean. So. That's
0: the
2: that's the one good thing about playing in a group. You have to when you come up with those names, everyone has to collectively learn them. <laughs> it's like Lucy when we started, calling um sigma magneto like it took oh, it took a week for everyone yeah it took a week, I, I for, to yeah, took a week for us to like <laughs> assemble that but now like when i try it <laughs> when i see that character i forget he's called sigma
0: and because i'm like oh it's magneto
2: and, yeah. like, I, I
1: also make that unfortunate joke every time someone says sigma so. yeah
0: there's also yeah. the guy in siege with the <laughs> underpants for a head as you oh, pointed yeah. out. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bob
0: Agent of Hydra, as I like to call it.
3: <laughs> and then my favorite character, I know her name, which is Cavera Pereira. <laughs> yeah. And we have a Chris Pereira on our team, so I always think of Chris Pereira when I see it, Cavera, but she's also very, very deadly and scary. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Not unlike Chris Pereira. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> Tomorrow, you've also been playing something pretty cool. Yeah, I, mean, I played so, it too, but
1: I played it too.
0: Yeah.
2: Shout out to our very own Daniel Moreno, who um is a 3D modeler, I believe. Um, and like is incredibly talented. So the Discord um uh, channel and the community there, if you want a invite to Discord, hit up one of us and DM us and we'll get you one. But amazing people there. They started a game jam a little while ago and Daniel was working on something. And he kind of put it out yesterday. Um, I think we've all pretty much tweeted about it. Ed tweeted about it. I tweeted about it. Lucy has Callie. I think he did as well. Um, Jake as well. But like he's kind of put together this like museum, like a small um, art gallery that's kind of dedicated to Gamespot, and it's got like stuff in there uh, that you can check out, like artwork that he's done, like or screen caps that he's done from games, and it's got like nice text in there, and it's just like really impressive to to walk through and it's like really short and sweet but super heartfelt and it's available for free you can check it out um highly recommend doing so Uh, it's on pc takes like 10 minutes to see it all but it's really serene as well in there it's incredible to that in the description as well Mm. so good
1: it just felt so heartwarming Mm. to see it like it's really difficult to explain but like knowing that he spent so much time on it and had uh kind of input from other people in the discord too mm. like maria and jacob and like it's just really wonderful and also i know you said it but he's immensely talented
2: the first thing you see when you load in is the kirk hammer from bloodborne so yeah I was like, oh, yeah. So lady, 10, out out 10, <laughs> 10 out of <laughs> 10 from um, Tam. 10 out of 10. But there's, like, references, like, subtle references to people on staff or just, mm-hmm. like, things that, you know, that are call-outs to us or the site, and it's just really nice. It's, it's like, it's easy to forget that we do have people who listen and watch our stuff that really care um, amongst the the many, many, many thousands of voices that don't or, like, engage with us because you know in this day and age when a lot of people coming in and out of our website is driven by google and seo and that kind of stuff it can be really easy to lose connection with your community and i think that's why we all love the discord so much Mm because it's like it's a tighter community in there of the people who have been around and really care and enjoy listening or watching and like we enjoy interacting with them back and forth and when you see them do something like this like i don't know about you but like This is the kind of thing that I used to want to do for people who worked at GameSpot when I was like reading it. Mm -hmm. And now I'm in a position where people are doing it for
0: us. And it's like wild. Yeah, it's super impressive. It's like, I I don't really know what I was expecting when he shared it because he left it pretty vague. It was just like, here's the the GameSpot experience that I created based on this community. And when I got in, it was like, it it was kind of emotional, honestly, like seeing someone put all that effort into that like I don't know it's so cool
3: yeah I mean, I mean it, it also like on top of it being so special because it's about like what we do and a reminder that like you said Tam like people actually listen which I, I totally forget all the time um because that you know but uh it's, because the internet because the internet but um also just being transported into a museum environment like that and how effectively he was able to create that feeling. I mean, it, I know it's very like cheesy and overstated at this point, but like not being able to go places really does take a toll on you, especially when it's been so many months that we haven't been able to have those experiences. And I love museums. It's my favorite part about traveling. I love going to museums in other cities. And so being able to, to kind of be transported into a museum was also really special just in general. I mean, he's so supremely talented, and he's done stuff like this before that's been really touching. And this was just like... The culmination of that so far for me. Um, so shout out to you, Daniel Moreno.
0: He also told me he's going to add a battle pass and some DLC. So <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. This museum as a service. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been playing a little bit of Super Smash Bros. because they added Minecraft Steve in there, which
3: and his did you see giant his jeans. giant shlong?
0: So I saw people tweeting about that, but I did not investigate further because...
2: You
1: didn't didn't win as Minecraft, Steve, is what I'm hearing. I
0: I, I tweeted about this, but
2: I would give anything to just be there when Sakurai woke up and saw that screenshot for the first time. Can you imagine (laughs) his little face just being like...
1: So, given... So, tinfoil, I just don't think Mr. Sakurai wanted to put Minecraft Steve in. Oh no, he's made the... that
2: much clear. Yeah. yeah, he's
1: made that very clear. And so I want to I just imagine that like he saw that and he was like,
2: don't give a shit <laughs> I <laughs> love the <laughs> idea of him shit. looking don't at imagine. it and being like <laughs> <laughs> <wa> penis this. <laughs> <laughs> <wa chinpo> <laughs> <laughs> Chinchin
3: <desu>. Yes." <laughs> yeah. Um anyway, Jake, are you enjoying playing a Steve besides the dick thing?
0: Yeah, I only played his a <laughs> couple rounds of him. When, when he won, he just built a little house, and I was like, oh, it's like Minecraft. So I, I missed. Just, can you imagine what he's doing in that house? I don't <laughs> want to think about it. I didn't think about it. <laughs> uh, but I will say he's pretty fun to play. I wasn't super excited for Minecraft, Steve, just because, I don't know. I'm at this weird position with Super Smash Bros where I don't really care what They want to add next, because I feel like the internet gets mad no matter what they do, and I don't want to add to that conversation at all. Plus, they've added so many great characters, like the fact Joker is there, the fact that Hero is there, I think are incredible, and Banjo-Kazooie, so I'm kind of content. Uh, So when they announced... Minecraft Steve? I don't know. I keep saying Minecraft Steve, but I was just <laughs> kind of like, "What you gonna say?" Yeah, damn, yeah.
3: damn fast cut him, <laughs> yeah, Steve. Steve. I wish you would call him Steve Minecraft, like Sans Undertale. <laughs> yeah,
0: okay, Steve Minecraft. I, I was kind of indifferent. I was like, "I'll I'll play this because I'll play any character they add in Super Smash Bros." But he was pretty fun. Uh, he 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 does justice to Minecraft, I guess. Like he digs. And as you dig, B button is to dig. And as you dig, you get material, which you can craft upgraded weapons. So the first one you get is silver and you can make silver weapons and then gold and then diamond and those increase your attack. But they're kind of, it's kind of the long game, right? Like if you knock an opponent away, then you want to start digging, which I think is neat. One of my favorite things about these DLC characters is that they're really playing with the formula of how Super Mm -hmm. Smash Bros. is played in an interesting way. I'm sure it drives... People who play competitively crazy because of some of the weird stuff they've done. But I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's true to the character. There's some really cool moves. I don't know if I'll stick with playing Minecraft Steve for that long. on Or Steve Minecraft, sorry. <laughs> for that long. Uh, Steven S. Minecraft. Steven S. Minecraft. <laughs> this is just... Steven S. Minecraft. There we go. That's it. Uh, just because... I play Lucina, and I like Lucina, and I like Bowser. I like I already have the characters that I play. I don't. Oh, think don't forget I can...
3: Lucas. We can't forget Lucas.
0: And Lucas, one of my favorites. Beep,
3: beep,
0: beep. <laughs> one of Funky's favorite too. <laughs> too.
2: I, I tweeted about this morning, but I really hope that people use uh, Steve Minecraft windscreen as a euphemism for dick going forward. I, I, I want that to happen. So this guy's got a uh, big Steve Minecraft windscreen energy, and that's a big Steve Minecraft windscreen uh, move. Like slide into DMs. Slide with into that. your DMs, DMs. Yeah. Send me, send me that. Send me that Steve Minecraft windscreen image. You know
3: I'm yeah, I endorse that for sure.
0: <laughs> but other than that, uh, I got a quest too. It came in the mail yesterday when it came out, and Ooh. I messed around with it a little bit. I'm, I think it's cool. It, it's, it's from what i've i've only played a couple games but from what i've done so far it seems much better than the quest one in most regards i i still got to figure out how to fit it on my head properly because it's a little uncomfortable but i think i i think that's a, a user error as What's opposed to like the device skull?
1: itself
0: yeah it's something, you got something that my skull.
3: chad skull you can't put the <laughs> quest two on it <laughs> exactly
0: <laughs> um, but I think the, the biggest thing I like about it is that there's no screen door effect because they increased the pixel resolution and it got rid of the screen door effect or maybe my eyesight's just bad, but that for me is a game changer because that was one of the things that bugged me the most with the quest was that that resolution was not terrible, but it also wasn't that good. So if if you focus too much, you just see pixels and, That's distracting. It kind of takes you out of the experience. With the Quest 2, I haven't noticed that yet. Maybe if I really focused, I could see it. But, you know, so far it's been a good experience. I actually am curious to try Alex. I think that's the next thing I'm going to do. I'm going to see how Alex works on that. But it's also much lighter too. Overall, I think it's just much smarter designed. Uh, It's cheaper, which is great. I, I, I honestly think, like, if you're interested in VR, this is definitely the way to go. Uh, because the original Quest was great because it was disconnected from a PC. There were no wires. It was very easy to set up, and I think that's, I think that's VR going forward. I think that's how you have to position VR, and the Quest Two just seems like it iterates on just about everything in very good ways.
1: But will it make me sick?
0: Well, I mean, so they. Thank in- you for that question from eight-year-old Lucy <laughs> for some reason.
1: But <laughs> <laughs>
2: will it make me sick?
1: I've been watching. I've been watching in some Bly manner, so you should be thankful that I didn't say but it's, but it sounds perfectly splendid <laughs> <laughs>
0: um I will say it does do 90 Hertz now or I think it should at some point I don't I, I feel like there may have been an update for the 90 Hertz, but that should make things smoother in theory so that should help uh, however, I mean, you know, use varies, right? Like, mm-hmm. it could make you mm-hmm. sick. It may not make you sick. I don't I don't really know. For me, it doesn't make me sick right now. The biggest thing I'm struggling with is a headache after I play for a bit because I can't get it on my head properly, apparently. But I'm going to figure that out after Chad. this podcast. Chad Cranium, yeah. coming back. It's Chad Cranium.
3: <laughs> um, it's I- your
0: porn star name. <laughs> 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 well... With that, should we move on to the topic for this week? (laughs) Sure. All right, so the first and only thing we're going to talk about in this section is the Mass Effect Legendary Edition was rated in Korea. We're all big Mass Effect fans here. We've been waiting Mm. for any sort of hint, Mm. anything we can get about a trilogy. In fact, I think we've fantasized about our perfect Mass Effect trilogy on this podcast numerous times so this is big I'm not getting my hopes up because that'll only it'll only cause pain
1: you don't want to do like who's that the kid in Futurama where it's like oh you raised my hopes and dashed them so (laughs) splendidly sir uh
0: but based on the rumors it's a current generation remaster that will include Mass Effect Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 3 not Andromeda who would have thought (laughs) <laughs> Recent rumors suggest that the game has slipped into an early 2021 release after previously being planned for holiday 2020 season. I haven't here an N7 Day announcement. It's got to be if this is a thing. I imagine they'll announce it an N7 Day. If not, why the hell do we even still have N7 Day? It's a good point. Why do we have? It's N7 a Saturday,
3: Day? so I freaking hope not.
0: Oh no. Is it a Saturday?
3: Yeah. I have to be at a wedding. N six day. Day, six day. Let's let's do N six day. N six day. Um oh, it, the thing that trips me up is current gen. It, a, mm. like, yeah,
0: I don't know this is this is from the GameSpot story that I pulled. I, I don't know what it was sourced to. I didn't look.
2: Uh, but it's the, cha- <laughs> it's, it's the Korean rating board, mm, like, okay. It mentions stuff like that, and there's been reports on it previously about it from various outlets.
1: Mm-hmm. Poor Jeff Grubb just yelling into the ether. <laughs> I know <laughs> <laughs> he posted, he tweeted today because he, he's the guy who works at GameBeat who's been, you know, adamant that this is coming for so long. how Have they not and... changed the
2: name of that website to Grubhub? Uh, I don't know why. <laughs>
1: With two B's though, but no, yeah. he tweeted out today: uh, Korean ratings board bigger than Jeff Grubb. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy! Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I in the same boat as Jake. Where it's like, I'm not, I'm never gonna get my hopes mm-hmm. up because at the minute I'm a glass half empty type person. But I could fuck with Mass Effect again. Me
0: too. Oh. In, in oh, fact, buddy. I installed Mass Effect One before this podcast because I was like, I should
1: replay Ooh, that
3: game. Really? Yeah, I might do that too. If you're playing
2: on PC, there are a, uh, a deluge of mods, which you can add are, to improve yeah. things, yeah. they're really good.
0: Including controller support, because there's no mm-hmm. controller mm-hmm. support on the original mm-hmm. PC version. Yeah. Uh, that being said though, I, 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 I hope this happens but I I hope they do some work with Mass Effect 1. I know it was rumored that Mass Effect 1 would be getting some sort of updated treatment, and we've talked about it before, but I hope you start out the game, you create your Shepard, and you just play through Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3, all in one go. There's no, like, credits in between. No, you can't do that. There's got to be a time skip between 1 and 2. Well, sure, you can do that, but I don't want, like, I don't know, launching three three separate games. Like, I envision this, like... Full Mass Effect trilogy experience. Just get SpongeBob in there, then years <laughs> later. <laughs> or maybe an option where you can just play through all of them chronologically, or yeah. you can pick your game. That would probably make more wait, sense.
1: Wait, wait, wait. What is the time difference yeah, between I, one and two? There's not that much.
0: There's not that much, but there definitely is, right? Because
2: yeah, there's a period no, 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 because, where because Shepard so dies.
1: No, yeah. no, no, but like at the end of end of one, you just kind of
3: piss beat, off on the you normandy beat Saren you, you beat
1: and you piss off on the normandy and then at the start of mass effect 2 you're you in, are, you, you're still in control you're on the normandy sr1 yeah. and you go and investigate something that you assume is a geth or mm. um Reaper thing and then the, the the break there is like after you're, you in recovery yeah yeah so but I, like think,
2: i think there is time between one and two where you're off yeah. doing shit because you're by the time because I remember when you picked up two, you're raised up as being way more important to the galaxy than mm. where you ended. You end uh, Mass Effect one as like, all right, this guy's a top lad or Lad it, whatever you may pick. Um, um <laughs> Lad it. So you like, mean less? <laughs> no uh is a thing. Lad it is a, thing, no, lad it is a thing, yeah. What?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And also like yeah. if you change less, you don't get the satisfying, you know, feeling of saying lad. yeah You, I mean, you could say lad for a female as well. So apparently, I mean, yeah,
3: I'd be a lad for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. The Shepherd trilogy takes place from twenty one eighty three to twenty one eighty six. Oh, so it looks like it looks like a a year each game. game. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But also, the DLC too is something that like it would be nice to have that sort of more seamlessly integrated into the experience, just because.
1: Even that Mass Effect One DLC.
0: The the, Uh. with the Batarians, I kind of like that DLC.
3: Listen, listen, we need to get to the important question: is which is what are they gonna do with the scenes where the camera is just on Miranda's ass?
2: I mean, that genetically
1: modified (laughs) ass. I
2: think you can. I think there's a really sensitive way of handling that, and it's by adding ray tracing.
3: (laughs) I just think, personally. Like, like, there's a couple ways. They could really beef up the ass. Yeah. They could update the ass. Or they mm-hmm. could, you know, oh. they could change. Uh, like it's an I, important I, asset. So. I,
2: I think what they do is they take a page out of Ace Ventura and make Miranda do, like, a voice out of her ass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, Shepard, it's me. Miranda's, <laughs> it.
2: Miranda's think, ass. Miranda's like, ass.
1: Hi there, I'm Dr. Cheeks. I'm just doing my rounds and uh, I'm a little behind.
2: I'll show you the ass effect.
1: That, unfortunately, is a subreddit that exists. Oh no. And it's people just taking the models from the game and doing weird sex
3: stuff with them all. Yeah.
2: Damn, how long has this existed for?
1: A long
3: time.
2: Um, um, I have
3: that TikTok audio that's like, do you need a break from the ass?
2: I'm going in. Yes,
3: once. and that's how I feel about those scenes. Also, Jake, are you going to do a "if this is true" thing that's happening? Are you going to do a saddest party um, redux"?
2: Oh, I should not have gone in there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Describe to us what you saw. Oh no, 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 no. But make
3: it make it PG-13
0: rated. <laughs> Try your best.
3: Yes, actually, yes, go. Uh,
2: there's a a a a subset of. Japanese eroticism that's called Futari I think it's called Futari
3: yeah is that it
2: in which uh, characters have uh, both parts um, oh and, no um, Futa- Futanari Futanari yeah um, I went with Futari because it means both of us I think yeah but yeah that's immediately there like straight away um, with who
1: what character <laughs> I have to go back in there to see now. go <laughs> back in there you oh. can't just drop an in information you can't you
2: it's have to Ashley, be strong. <laughs> it's Ashley and Miranda. Huh. Mm-hmm.
1: There's
2: a, there is a lot of Miranda in here.
1: She's very popular.
2: And a lot of Samus? <laughs> 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 what are you doing in here, Samus? <laughs> oh, man. I, I need to clean my cookies. Immediately. <laughs> history, oh, too. Why did you say
0: cookies?
2: Set your computer on fire? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just throw this out. Kay's going to be like, oh, where's that gaming laptop I gave you? Uh, well, I went to Ash <laughs> or slash Ass this one time and I had to go. <laughs> anyway,
0: uh. let's move on to listener questions. <laughs> and we're back with listener questions. If you've got any questions for us, you can email us at afterdarkpodcast at gamespot.com or you can join our Discord by DMing any one of us, except for Callie. Callie, do you want to take the first question here?
3: This question comes from Eric Song. Hi, After Dark Crew. It's been a while since I've heard questions from. It's been a while. It's been a while while since I've heard questions from email, not Discord. So I'm not sure if this will get through to you, but I'm going to give it a shot. Well, it did get through to us, Eric. After hearing the discussion about crunch controversy over Cyberpunk 2077, part of me was not surprised given the level of work and details on the game, but I also agree with Tamora's comment on how disappointing this is given how CDPR tried not to have crunch time. I think this is mostly due to the release date being announced too early and one or two delays may be acceptable, but I guess CDPR has already used that card too many times and has to resort to crunching. So my question is, why do publishers often announce release dates too early? Nobody can predict the future, so I guess they believed that the release date was doable back then, but surely they've learned their lessons by now and can make better decisions on how to plan their release windows. My second question comes with a disclaimer that I am a PlayStation and PC gamer and never had an Xbox. With Xbox Game Pass offering a huge variety of Xbox games on PC, I don't see the reason to buy the Xbox. If I want to play Halo or Gears of War, then I'd rather play it on my PC. I do not want to start a war between Xbox and other gamers, but I genuinely want to know and understand the gamers that have that have the gamers. I have little opportunity to get to know, keep up the good work. And I hope all of you will stay safe. Best regards, Eric song. Thank you for the question, Eric. Thank you,
0: Eric. Uh, I mean, do you want to start with the Xbox one first? Cause that might be a little easier to answer yeah. right now. Uh, I, I mean, we we talked about this at length, too. I think someone in the Discord asked us how they should spend their money, whether or not it should be a mm-hmm. PC or Xbox. But yeah, I mean, if you've got a good PC, I don't know why you'd want an Xbox. Uh, yeah. You can play all those games on on your PC at probably... I mean, we, I, I don't know. I haven't tested out the Series X, but probably pretty close to what the Series X can do if, if you've got a nice enough PC. So I yeah, mm-hmm. don't get an Xbox.
1: I mean, it's just the price, really. Like, a decent... A rig that's going to be running better than, at least a Series X will cost you a couple thousand dollars, mm-hmm. but a Series X is, what, six, $500? $500, um, yeah. Ser- yeah. Series S is 300 Like, it's, yeah, maybe you'll have the money eventually, but if you're looking for, I don't know, and also, like, people want to play in front of their TV, maybe use it as a media unit, you know, put Netflix and YouTube and whatever on there. Um... But, I mean, now the barriers are so much lower because you can do cross-play between the two, so...
2: Also, PCs can be very temperamental. Like, I mean, if you're... I of
1: that chat recently on the old timeline. Yeah, if <laughs> not you're... Just, like, not just Greg, like, a bunch of people have been tweeting today about how difficult it is to get their PCs I mean, like, running and everything. I if, mean,
2: like, yeah, if you're an experienced... Like, if you have a lot of experience with PC gaming and that kind of stuff, you're probably fine. Like, but if you're, like, new to it, like, I would, I would come in, like, slightly worried about whether things are going to go my way, you know? Like, from day to day, it can be be a bit weird.
0: I feel like now's not the time to get in on PC as well. Like, if you don't play PC and you want to get a PC, I don't know if now would be the best time, just because there's all these consoles that are coming out that are cheaper and almost as powerful as some of the higher-end PCs. So it's kind of... I'd kind of wait a little bit, maybe.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I see both arguments like i don't necessarily feel this way about pcs but i i mean i have definitely been frustrated by my pc before and like part of it is just like feeling dumb when you can't troubleshoot something um especially if you built it yourself um getting something like a pre-built pc can often be more expensive you have to there's a lot that goes into understanding what you're paying for with a pc so i do understand how that can get overwhelming for people um and i think Lucy was the one who mentioned this, like the bang for your buck with regard to like performance, like to get comparable performance out of a PC is going to be more expensive for the time being. Um, But I also think like, yeah, I'm the kind of person like I like to have a media unit. I like to play. I mean, there's a lot of games I really like playing with a controller, like sitting on the couch. I don't know, but I also have to get everything for work. So I'm probably not the person to, really speak on why you'd want an Xbox over a PC space maybe for some people i don't know mm. you don't have like a dedicated desk setup
0: yeah that is another thing to consider right like especially now when people a lot of people are working from home all day like i'm sitting in front of my computer all day i can understand why someone might want to step away from their computer and sit in front of their television and play xbox as opposed to just opening up a different application on their computer and playing you,
3: that you go from bad screen to good screen <laughs> yeah huh. yeah like honestly
1: i i've been playing a lot of Baldur's gate recently and while i'm loving it and having a really good time with it i was like oh i could be playing this oh, like i don't have my own couch in here in my bedroom but like playing it in bed and so like I do actually have a stadia code and I was genuinely considering playing it through stadia
3: I don't even have a stadia at I least there
2: will be one person out. playing stadia then Jeez.
3: <clears throat> then it'll be me yeah, yeah. I, I also like I prefer playing games on screens that are closer to me so like a PC or like handheld because I'm nearsighted and so I always feel like a little too far away from the TV to play games, especially like something like Persona Five, where I'm like, I want to read every single thing, and I'm like sitting there kind of straining. So, but I also love to play things in bed. So, if like for me, handheld is the solution there. Like I just play a lot of games mm-hmm. on Switch, but um, with the right like living room setup, a TV is also fine. And then there's like playing co-op with people, like co-op games. It's a lot easier to do with a console. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's different reasons. Whatever floats your boat. This first question,
1: though. So why do publishers often announce release dates too early? Uh, it's probably the money decision. You have to release a certain amount in said financial year. Um. Investment. And yeah, like you basically have those investor calls, which are weird because like they kind of work completely opposite to how PR and marketing work is that you usually find out how many games are going to be coming from a certain publisher because of their investor calls. they're like mm-hmm. EA, for example, isn't notorious for this because they're always like, yeah, we're going to be releasing another FIFA. We're going to be doing this. We're going to be doing whatever in this financial year. So, you know, it's going to be within, is it like uh, April to end of March each year? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So those are like setting up expectations for the amount of games released, which means you can kind of get set expectations for the money that will be paid for those games. And then the poor developers just have to catch up and hopefully hit those milestones.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of the, you know, depends on what type of company you are, if you're publicly traded or if you're private, but investors want to know what is on the way and it helps them scale their business decisions based on that. And often like the... The the you know a company will say these are the games that we expect to release and as part of that the kind of uh, the financial side of it they have to make forward looking um, forecasts for revenue streams and that kind of business and they need to factor in the kind of you know CDPR. or, or uh, you know, a CD project as a whole will say we we expect to release Cyberpunk during this period, and because of that, we expect to make this much money during this time, which helps the investors kind of understand what's going on with the company that they're invested in. Obviously, slips happen as a result of that, and a lot of times, like. Um, The kind of resources change and like the conditions around creating the game change. Sometimes even the game itself can change and scale to be even more ambitious or less ambitious based on that. And often the kind of uh, projected uh, financial decisions and, and kind of release dates are quite rigid. Most people get away with a couple of release dates, but you can only do delays so many times before one investors start getting pissed off, and two, it affects your marketing and ongoing like uh, strategies around that stuff. You can't keep delaying it if you know the Burger King is going to be bringing out uh, a thousand consoles, PS5 consoles to give away, you know, and stuff like that. And you know, Skrillex wants to announce he's in whatever game. Who is it? Who is it in, in? In cyberpunk there's it's grimes isn't it grimes 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 wants to do a tweet that she's in cyberpunk you can can't delay that you know that kind of thing so that's pretty much why it happens um for the most part anyway and it is it is a thing that's really hard to predict for developers and some sometimes they get put in weird situations where they have no choice but to delay or they have no choice but to stay on track and launch a game that's busted or is compromised in some way or requires some or could have done with extra time in the oven to be even better if it is a good game already
0: yeah i feel like a lot of it too just comes down to game development being hard right like just because Mm. something Mm. sounds easy on paper doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be easy to execute on and obviously this is speculation right because i've never worked at a studio or anything like that. But I've heard lots of stories about how hard game development actually is. And sure, like maybe this engine is going to make things easier in theory. But when it actually comes down to it, like the, the developers actually want to do something slightly different, which means they have to restructure the engine in order to fit that. And it can get very complicated and it can weigh down a lot of people. You
3: also just have the factor of like mismanagement of time. Totally. You know that's that's you know that's the simplest explanation, but that is I think that's also part of it is just n- not all managers manage their time and the production schedule well, and that's certainly a possibility too. Uh, this is from Wholesome Jacob in the Discord. Uh,
1: Y'all have had some amazing guests on the podcast. Which guests are you still trying to get on the show?
0: So I didn't want to like spoil our plans of who we want, but I figured we can kind of just shoot for the stars and say some dream guests that we'd like to have on the show. Just put it the Reeves. universe. Keanu Reeves. Keanu, there it is. Keanu
3: Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> is. Jack Black. Shigeru Miyamoto. Jack Black.
0: Oh, Jack um. Black will be good. Hidataka
2: Miyazaki. That would be good, too. That oh, would be pretty good, yeah.
3: That would be great. Jack Black um. again.
2: <laughs> Kideo Kojima.
3: Big Phil.
1: Big Phil.
2: Big Phil
1: would love to get, big,
2: get phil. big
1: phil on i just think you know what i think big phil would be a laugh
0: i've, I've interviewed big phil he
1: is a laugh he
0: goes on Play ign's unlocked every now and then why can't we get him here what's going on we'll only talk about xbox and oh, no we won't
2: okay. and that would be well, good if we got him on and asked him only playstation questions that, <laughs> that would be, be sick
3: good april fools episode yeah. I, I really enjoyed interviewing Pete Hines at E3. Pete Hines is good value. Ago. I like Pete Hines. Yes. Yeah. I would God love Howard. to um, chat with, with uh, Bill Trinan. Oh, Todd Howard.
2: Todd, the God, get him back.
3: Todd.
1: Have you ever seen the interview where, so at E3 a couple of years ago, um, when, what was it, Fallout? What was it? When they announced Starfield? I don't remember what it was. Elder Scrolls 6? Yeah, because they did that and Starfield at the same yeah. time. And like, it was the one with Andrew W.K., I remember that. And mm-hmm. Todd Howard, like, walks out and they've got the smoke machine and uh, Rob Handlery, uh, GameSpot's very own, <laughs> edited this video together of Todd Howard walking out to, uh, was it We Won't Get Fooled Again? By yeah. The moon yeah. With, yeah! Uh, and that very E3, Tam interviewed Todd Howard. And at the end of this interview, he shows him the video. So we've got mm-hmm. this, like, live reacts from Todd and Todd is like, Jake? I just don't. I Jake? just don't think he's yeah.
2: he's. yeah. Aware
1: of how big of a meme he is, that was the that was the year as well where he wore that fantastic leather jacket. Yeah, and we'll you ask asked him about him, that as
2: well.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And like it was a news article on the site about here's where to get Todd's yeah. amazing leather yeah. jacket. Was.
0: Well, he, Jake, he's he not on Twitter. One, right? Yeah, I shot it, but he's yeah. not yeah, on Twitter, so all this stuff is
2: like yeah.
1: he
0: early. he doesn't see it. That was the E3
2: where I landed in. And then, like, yes. immediately came mm-hmm. in, like met up with Jake, and then went into that interview. And I was like, dying. I was
0: like, falling asleep.
2: Yeah. Until like I was like, fuck.
0: I remember um, being on the plane for the Nintendo Direct.
2: Oh yeah. Jesus. I would I would do that all again.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: After the last year, I would do, I'd live through that easily.
1: In terms of like people, I would love to get on the podcast, like developer wise. Um, I always love talking to Jeff Kaplan. Mm -hmm. Um, Harvey Smith is Harvey Smith is fantastic. I love Harvey Smith. Um, Anyone Um, from Arcane. Robert Pattinson. I don't know why. I (laughs) am in a big Robert Pattinson place in my life right now. Same. Robert Um, Handlery. Rob (laughs) Handlery. Get him on. Uh, In terms of like other people in the industry, um...
2: Will Wright is good. Oh,
1: Will Wright.
2: AOC.
3: AOC would be good,
2: yeah. She's in the industry. She likes Animal Crossing.
3: Hey, she plays League.
2: Yeah, she plays League. Uh, Desus Um, and Miro, get them on. Yes. Uh, I would love to interview Desus and Miro. Um, We've
1: had the last podcast guys on streams before, but they're always very fun. They're always fun.
0: I want want a one-on-one podcast with with Henry Cavill where we talk about The Witcher (gasps) (laughs) 3.
3: Yes. Oh my God, make that happen, please. Yeah. It would be so yeah. good.
0: Oh my God. And then the, the other one for me is I mentioned in Discord too, but I'd love to have any of the Red Letter Media guys on because I think they're hilarious and I love yeah. that channel. But as Jean Luc pointed out, he's like, yeah, they might be a little problematic for <laughs> for yeah. our audience. Uh, yeah. I was like, yeah, I guess I can see that, but.
3: <gasps> the McElroy's! <gasps> Griffin, oh, yeah. Specifically, specifically <laughs> Griffin. I would Griffin. do anything to yeah. get Griffin on here to talk about Pokemon with me.
0: Mm. Hopefully, I'd love to- hopefully Travis and, and Justin don't listen to this and like, well, all right, I guess just. Well,
3: I would want no, no, Travis no, and Justin too. I'm just saying Griffin and I could talk about Pokemon. Is all I'm saying.
2: Yeah, um, I'd love to get the girlfriend reviews team. Mm. Oh be yeah, like that'd a be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Hold up a minute. Oh,
1: wait, I mean, like if we're talking about pals. Um, RKG. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um,
2: that would be good. But that's just cause um,
1: they're good friends. I haven't spoken to them in a few days.
2: <laughs> Corey barlock I think Corey's mm. always fun to chat to. Good lad. He is. Um, um,
1: yeah, that's uh, much,
0: yeah. Friend of the show. Andrew Goldfarb. <laughs> oh yeah, friend of the show, oh. Andrew Goldfarb. Get him in.
1: Get him in. <laughs> Get him in. I've tried my best. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, last question here from Chase, also on Discord. If you guys and gals could make a movie, if you guys couldn't, oh my god, if you guys and gals could make the video game of your dreams, them in this budget based on an existing IP, movie book, TV game, etc., what kind of game would you make?
1: Mm. Well, lost the video game. You've
2: opened least, Pandora's Box so. here.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm sure.
1: Based on something
3: that already exists. Tell my answer is I-
0: Elden Ring.
3: my first thought was Hustlers the video game (laughs) because my dream is just I just really want a GTA game where I get to be the stripper but I'm gathering intel Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. by fooling men I think that would be a fun way to iterate upon the GTA formula Rockstar if you're listening um but, up. <laughs> but Hustlers is the movie that did that. So
2: I think you could make a really good Demolition Man game. I would say either the coalition could do that or people can fly. I've thought about mm-hmm. this long and hard. I feel like the the TV show Supernatural is very primed for a co-op shooter where mm-hmm. magic and uh, uh, third person shooting is involved. I think Remedy would be amazing for that um have you thought about this
1: have you made notes about this i have
2: an actual pitch for supernatural (laughs) like i've got a full pitch sam sam is a magic user primarily so Uh he he uses he basically in a preparation phase will put on traps traps down so he could do like salt windows he could he has his book which he can read from spells dean is mainly crowd control he's got variety of weapons the first the set piece begins on a moving train where they start on both ends and they have to move towards each other towards the middle where there's a summoning circle or entrapment circle in the middle. And they need to bring, they basically need to funnel the demons into that. So then Sam can use his book to um, destroy them. I have got many, many ideas about oh this. Oh my God. Okay. First
3: of all, I didn't know you liked supernatural. So supernatural is Maymay.
2: incredible. I love, I love supernatural. Um, I think remedy would be amazing for that. Uh, there's what else is there? What else have I got? I've got uh, so many ideas for this stuff. Uh, I'll leave it at that for now.
1: Don't don't wanna you know spill. Yeah, you, br- you gotta hold the. Gold. I mean, like Platinum
2: <laughs> Games, Platinum Games on Blade, I think is a pretty good uh-huh. win-win situation.
1: Um. um Avatar
2: The Last Airbender
1: yes there, well someone's someone's making that yeah, like someone making room. it in Dreams yeah yeah which is incredible
2: but yeah um but I... uh, that, sorry that would be um, Supergiant Games doing um, Avatar ooh because they could do the Paya stuff to do like um, mm-hmm. uh, different minigames. Like if they did Korra, they could do bloodbending. Uh, not bloodbending, uh, pro bending, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, if they did the original, they could just have a really impressive like world with narration from or like that different characters.
3: Airbending sport that Aang can play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want an Avatar video game where you like. It's like a Bioware style, like old Bioware style. Like you. Oh. you spec into like you're you're the avatar and you're specking into like what um like nation you're born into. Uh I would so. like a Battlestar Galactica
1: game. Like but like a because fu- I know there is a Battlestar Galactica game, but I want it in the vein of something as in depth as Mass Effect where it's an RPG and like you legit don't know who is a Cylon. And it'd be so good if it was um randomized. So you can't just immediately go online and be like, oh, hey, is this person a Cylon? Like your entire crew is completely randomized. Who's a Cylon? And like taking hints from the BSG board game where you have people, the people who are Cylons either know they're a Cylon from the very beginning or like Boomer, Mm -hmm. they're sleeper agents and they get awoken Mm -hmm. at certain points in the story.
3: And then you also get to do dogfighting and shit like that. And we combine that with my idea and you can sleep with everyone to see if they're a cylon or not. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh,
1: if they get if they get the red the, the red, red spine. Um, that's mm. like like oh, Cylons. They're completely unable to discern uh from humans except when they fuck and they get a bright red spot. <laughs> they
2: become beacons. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um I just and one last thing I wanna throw out there, once again, RGG, please make cabaret club full game experience yes 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 Yes. Yes. um i would pay full price for that experience i would 100 percent. i want
0: a daredevil game they got there was supposed to be a daredevil game for ps2 but it got canceled and i think like an insomniac daredevil game might be pretty cool oh yeah insomniac
2: Mm -hmm. could definitely do daredevil Mm -hmm. because like the the sly cooper movement works Mm -hmm. perfectly for
0: matt murdoch There we go. That's been episode 63 of of GameSpot After Dark. Thank you all so much for joining and thank you guys for listening. Before we go, Callie, where can people find you on Twitter and what are you working on?
3: You can find me on Twitter at InkyDojiko, I-N-K-Y-D-O-J-I-K-K-O. And um, I, once again, am just working on kind of back-end stuff, always editing. Um, There's just a lot happening in you know, very soon and I'm stressing out about that. So yeah, not not a whole lot of exciting, but you know, continue to read GameSpar reviews.
0: Lucy, how about you?
1: I'm on Twitter at Lucy James Games, uh this week. Uh gen next. It is a month we're a month out from next gen consoles.
0: Timore.
2: Uh you can find me on Twitter at TimoH um what you have a question. Again? Oh my Uh I don't know. I don't do anything here. You can just find
0: me online at H. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at Jacob Deck and more Cyberpunk lore videos. I just put up one on Brain Dance that is pretty interesting in my opinion. So make sure to check that out. And we have another one that should be up tomorrow if you're listening to this on Friday about the weird gangs in Cyberpunk. And let me tell you, there are some weird gangs that we probably won't see in the game, but still, it's still fun. And if you've got any questions for us, make sure to email us at AxaDarkPodcast at GameSpot.com. And with that, we will see y'all next week.